If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. These are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Thank you so much. My name is Chase. This is Chase Talks Hip Hop, and I hope you enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Chase Talks Hip Hop Podcast. And today, on this beautiful Wednesday, I want to talk to y'all about Cool G Rap and why he is a legend. And I just want to get this introduction done real quick before I crack into it. I'm going to be mixing in clips from interviews, uh, just documentaries, just pieces of his life, you know, stuff that I could get that uh, would be sensible with how I narrate this and everything. But pretty much I'm just going to talk about him top to bottom from his uh, upbringing, his uh, his career in the beginning all the way up to now and how his legacy has panned out and everything. So I'm very excited to get into this. I just want to give a quick shout out to Cool G Rap. He's one of my favorite rappers ever. And he is a very integral uh, reason, and he is the first gangster rapper. So I'm very excited to get into all of this. And just a quick update, um, I am updating my old podcast page because, you know, I, I've already gone over the, the password stuff, but I'm going to update that catalog. That way I have listenership in uh, two different uh, catalogs, even though it's it's the same overall, but Chase uh, 2.0, uh, Chase Talks Hip Hop 2.0 will have the album of the day, certain small segments. Um, what is it? I know, uh, I'm also doing artist of the week, song of the week, and that, and that's usually done on Saturday and, uh, or Friday, Saturday, sorry. But, um, yeah, so overall, this is just the introduction. I don't want to take your time, yap your ear off too much, but that's how it's going to go. And thank you for listening. Hopefully I can take away an hour of time, uh, you know, in your life. That way you can feel good and you can listen to this or, or whatever. And I hope you're having an awesome day. Thank you for listening to Chase Talks Hip Hop. We're going to crack into this right now. All right, everybody. I'm going to be getting into the first section, which is going to be the biographical area. And this is actually from an article by HipHopGoldenAge.com. So his name is Nathaniel Thomas Wilson. He was born July 20th, 1968 in Queens, New York City. Years active, 1986 to present. G-Rap is a hip-hop godfather. There are plenty of MCs who might never have been heard if G-Rap hadn't paved the way. What motivates me to get in the studio is really being in that creative zone that you cannot just enter on demand. It is more like an extremely powerful vibe that overcomes you. It can be triggered by hearing a particular track or being inspired by another artist or a life experience that makes your mind and heart open up where lyrics just come from your soul in the capacity of an avalanche. That is a quote from uh, Cool G-Rap himself. Nathaniel Thomas Wilson, born July 20th, 1968, better known by his stage name Cool G Rap or simply G Rap and originally Cool Genius of Rap, hails from the Corona neighborhood of Queens, New York City. He began his career in the mid-1980s as one half of the group Cool G Rap and DG, DJ Polo as a member of the Juice Crew. He's often cited as one of the most influential and skilled MCs of all time and a pioneer of mafioso rap, street-slash-hardcore content, and multisyllabic rhyming. 
on his album, The Giancana Story, he stated that the G in his name stands for Giancana, after the mobster Sam Giancana. But on the other on other occasions, he has stated that it stands for genius. He has also been cited as a major influence to some of hip-hop's most critically acclaimed figures, such as the notorious B.I.G., Nas, Eminem, and Jay-Z, as well as many underground rappers. Wilson grew up in the poverty-ridden streets of Corona, Queens, New York, with legendary producer Eric B. In an interview with The Source, he stated, Growing up in Corona was, a little, it was like a little Harlem. It wasn't that hard for a person like me to be influenced by the street... Uh, uh, the street life type of mentality. I was like 15 years old. My dukes couldn't dress me no more. And at that age, you want a little money in your pocket. That's what gets us all material possessions. A dude got caught up in that mentality. Dude started selling drugs at a certain point, and that's all. And that's all, and all that shit. It's what was going on in the streets. Eventually, all my friends got smoked. Everybody was dropping. All my friends started packing burners every day. We was wild shorties. Cool G Rap, Source Magazine, Issue 72, September 1995. Around this time, Wilson was looking for a DJ, and through Eric B., he met DJ Polo, who was looking for an MC to collaborate with. Juice Crew producer and Mr. Magic DJ Marley Mall knew Polo and allowed him and G Rap to go to his studio to do a demo, which resulted in the song It's a Demo. The song was written and recorded in one night and had Marley so impressed that he instantly embraced Cool G Rap and DJ Polo as Juice Crew members. It's worth nothing that this was the first time G-Rap had ever met Marley. In 1996, on Mr. G-Rap, on Magic's Rap Attack radio show on 107.5, the duo got their first exposure, which created more buzz. They eventually released It's a Demo as a single with I'm Fly, along with the two more singles shortly after this. Cool G-Rap appeared on the Juice Cruise classic posse cut, The Symphony, before they released their debut album, Road to Riches, in 1989. The album and their two later albums, Wanted Dead or Alive and Live and Let Die, are highly regarded and considered hip-hop classics. Eventually, in 1993, Cool G Rap parted ways with DJ Polo in pursuit of a solo career. In 1905, G-Rap started his solo career with his album 456 with feature production from Buck Wild and guest appearances from Nas, MF Grimm, and B1. It has, been, it has been his most commercially successful record, reaching number 24 on the U.S. Billboard 200 album chart. This was followed by Roots of Evil in 1998. In 1997, G-Rap was featured on Frankie Cutlass' Politic and Bullshit album track titled Know the Game, which, is also, which also featured Mob Deep. He was then meant to release his next album, The Giancana Story, in 2000 on Rockets Records. But due to several complications with the label, the album was pushed back several times and eventually released in 2002. My Life, the hit single from the album featuring Talkbox legend G. Wise, reached number five on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 charts. He then released a joint album with his group, Five Family Click, on his own Igloo Entertainment, labeled to mild success. In the following years, mixtapes were made and further collaborations continued. There were even rumors of G-Rap signing to both Rockefeller and G-Unit Records, and even at one point Maybach Music in 07. He released half a clip on Chinga Chang Records, featuring production from, among others, DJ Premier and Molly Mall. A full LP was released in 2011, Rich's Royalty Respect, showcasing his true-to-form style and lyricism. The promise and prospects uh, of uh, collaboration albums were announced later the year on his own newly formed label, Full Metal. So that is pretty much all we have there. And then it goes through the discography. You have his record with DJ Polo, Road to Riches, 
wanted dead or alive live and let die and then you uh you see him sort of break off i believe after this period and then we uh get into his solo records but um that was a really great article and it did an excellent job of uh breaking down the biographical side of cool g rap now i'm what i'm gonna do uh is i'm gonna just play uh some clips where he uh talks about his come up and everything and then i'm gonna basically just go off the cuff talk a little bit about his music get into some of the nitty-gritty details hey yo what's good y'all this your boy kgr kooji rap for those that don't know cq1yc home of the thoroughbreds and right now y'all watching montreal you heard I was a class clown, man, you know what I'm saying? I'm a very humorous character, you know what I mean? I like to laugh, I like to make people laugh, you know what I'm saying? So um, I was always entertaining the classroom and shit like that, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, when it came down to um, having to get my work done, I did do that. Well, from young, like from the age 13, I mean, um, I would deliver newspapers. I, I tried that once. I delivered Chinese food, you know what I'm saying? I lived in the hood where the um the Chinese cast that had the Chinese restaurant in the hood, they would um embrace the young black kids. You know what I'm saying? A little different from what like what they show in like um the, the movie um Minister, uh, Minister Society. We see like the Korean store owner and they kind of prejudice, you know what I mean? He make a funny remark and all that. It was a little different, like, no, this is when I was living in Left Rack City. You know what I'm saying? Nori made it famous as Iraq. I delivered Chinese food when I was like 13. I would pack bags in supermarkets, all that, before I got into uh, illegal street shit. I helped my moms move. You know what I'm saying? I took care of family, basically. That was my whole um, <clears throat> driving force for even doing this shit, is to um, give myself a better life <clears throat> and to provide for my family. So as um, as soon as I got like the first big check and all that from the music thing, I moved my mother, I moved myself, yada yada. Took care of wifey at the time, you know what I mean? This shit like that, I took care of family. I would get a nice car, you know what I'm saying? But not the most expensive car. But I would always live in a nice place. That always came first to me, like my, um, <clears throat> my home situation. I wasn't one of them dudes that'll park um, 600 bins in front of the projects. First would be knowing yourself, you know what I'm saying? And I say that because I think a lot of people don't take the time to really get to know themselves. Like a lot of people base themselves on their name, like what's on their birth certificate and shit like that. <clears throat> but that's not knowing yourself. When you really get to know yourself, then you know what your calling is. You know what I'm saying? You, you know what, what it is that you that you should bring to the world and it's gonna um, pay off for you in the long run. Nobody's perfect. Nobody knows themselves right outside the gate um, right outside the gate when you're not taught that. You know what I'm saying? It took me a long time a long time to learn the true meaning of that. <laughs> wow, favorite cartoon character. Mm. I think I would have to give that to Bugs Bunny. Cause Flintstones I'm gonna give you a comparison. Flintstones is like a a kid's version of like the honeymooners. You know what I'm saying? And even with the Flintstones, you watching that at a very young age, your mind capacity had to be at a certain level to 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 really get everything besides the colors of how the cartoon looks and the drawings and stuff like that, which attract kids. 
But to get some of the humor, you know, you had your your, your um, mind capacity had to be at a certain level. You know what I'm saying? But Bugs Bunny is just real direct. Like for even a baby at in, in, in um, infancy stages would get that. You know what I'm saying? Would we'll, we'll laugh at some of the things that happen in the Bugs Bunny cartoon. But Flintstones, you have to have like a certain level of maturity. Wow. Favorite video game? I couldn't really say a favorite, even though I had Atari like at the age of like around 13 and um, Space Invaders and yada yada and all that, which was great. It was magnificent for that time. But a favorite video game, it, 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 that started when Sony PlayStation came out. You know what I'm saying? I would have to say like um, games like Tomb Raider and Resident Evil. Gems. Jewels. Absolutely. Realest shit I ever wrote. I think that I have to, that would have to be the first lead single off my first album, Road to the Riches. I used to stand on the block selling cooked up rock, money busting out my sock because I really would clock. Dealt with all kind of fiends, bringing jackets and jeans, magazines, anything just to hustle up beans. The cash was coming fast, money grew like grass. People hungry for the blast that don't even last. Didn't want to be involved, but the money would get you getting richer and richer. Then police took my picture. You know what I mean? Like, that shit was real shit. I was standing on the block one time, police rolled by, took my picture and shit. I me standing on the block, doing my thing. Eminem, Jay-Z, um, Raekwon, um, Styles P. Um, these, these are all dudes that I love, you know what I'm saying? To me, as you notice, I named dudes that's like maybe more up there in the mainstream, and I named dudes that's a little more under the radar than that, you know what I mean? But I can mix with any of those cats. The type of shit that they do is right up my alley. I think New York is just affected by what's going on in general, like a lot of places might be. And that's the, uh, the total domination of the South Sound, um, the South Sound dominating hip hop in general. A lot of dudes might be mad at that. I'm not mad at that. Everything evolves, everything changes. You know what I'm saying? And um, it was a time when it was just a, a New York sound that was dominant throughout the genre of hip hop. And then it, it kind of switched over. You know what I'm saying? And, and the cats from the South is struggling during the, um, the, the times of Run DMC, LL Cool J, and, and um, uh, what a lot of people call the Golden Era. Um, the Golden Era, which is me, myself, Rakim, Big Daddy King, KRS One, when hip hop was a New York sound dominated genre of music. You know what I'm saying? So can't be mad at them now, you know what I'm saying, for coming up. Right now, holding down a torch for New York. It might not be nobody on the mainstream except for the, you know, the the names we all know. You know what I'm saying? Like a Jay-Z, you know what I'm saying? That's still doing it to the iconic level. You know what I'm saying? That's from NY and still holding it down like that. Yeah, I mean, um, I embrace talent. I don't care where it comes from, you know what I'm saying, and um, and I definitely heard talent, and, and uh, to me, um, NWA, NWA was incredible, Ice Cube solo was incredible, Ghetto Boys was incredible, Scarface solo, incredible, you know what I'm saying, and um, 
as much as the G-Rap might have inspired those dudes, because I know they mentioned my names mm -hmm. at one time or the other, as much as I might have inspired them, they inspired me as well. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and it's, it's all about relatable topics. You know, I don't care where you're from, what region you're from, what country you're from. If you're spitting some shit that's about struggle, anybody can relate to that shit. And I think that's why hip-hop became one of the most explosive genres of music in general. It's because, you know, you talk about struggle, somebody in fucking Germany, they can relate to that. Somebody in the Middle East can relate to that. Somebody anywhere, anywhere in the fucking world can relate to struggle. Um, well, the first time I met 50, I was going to a... a um, a place where a lot of people in Queens go to buy jewelry, and, and that was like uh, at the Coliseum. I was going to the jeweler at the time, and then 50 was at the jeweler. You know what I mean? And um, my ex that I was with at the time knew 50 too, because they from the same hood. So she introduced us, you know what I'm saying? She, she called him Bob Boo. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, people that know 50 in the hood call him Boo. Some people call him Boo. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was his nickname. You know what I mean? She was like, yo, G this boo and, and boo this G, yada yada, you know what I mean? And we met shit, you know what I mean? And, and um, I kind of noticed 50 had a vest on under his clothing, you know what I'm saying? And I was thinking to myself, like, damn, that, that was kind of noticeable, you know what I'm saying? Like, if Cascot tried to get at him, you know what I mean? They, they might try to go at his top, because it was noticeable that he had a vest on, you know what I mean? And, and that kind of stuck with me, you know what I'm saying? But no shit happened. Um, I'm glad. I'm glad 50 made it through. Yada yada. His fucking life story is incredible. You know what I'm saying? Like if somebody would have put his life story in a movie without it actually happening in reality, it would have been unbelievable. You know, like that type of shit don't happen. Get the fuck out of here. Somebody beat death and, and then and then blow up to be the biggest rap icon ever. You know what I'm saying? Like. You know what I'm saying? But I'm glad he triumphed like that. He triumphed over his enemies and all that. You know what I'm saying? Big shout to 50. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 50 reached out a couple of times. You know what I'm saying? I got mad. He invited me to his crib and all that. And I got mad love for 50 back. I just hope, you know, he, he be safe here. If he is going through something, he get over that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, he's, he's one of the main contributors of hip-hop. He's a hero to hip-hop. You know what I mean? And I got I got love for DMX. And I got a lot of respect for homie. You know what I'm saying? He was he's somebody big in hip hop to me. You know what I mean? He he contributed a lot to hip hop. You know what I'm saying? I got a hat soft respect for DMX. The, the the young cats ain't from that era. You know what I'm saying? They they can't identify with respecting OGs and shit like that. You know what I mean? But from my era, you know what I'm saying? Like I was born in the late '60s, but I actually grew up and all that. I actually grew up in the 80s, you know what I mean? That's that's when I hit the streets and all that was during the 80s. And um, you had a natural instinct to respect the OGs in that time, you know what I'm saying? But somewhere after the 80s and the crack era and all that shit, and crack coming in, in the play, it seemed like that shit created like a gap in generations, you know what I'm saying? Because you had so many cracked out mothers and cracked babies and shit like that. Kids that might have been raised by their grandmothers. You know what I'm saying? So they kind of lost the, the respect level for like the mothers and fathers. You know what I'm saying? The aunties and uncles. You know what I'm saying? Because in so many situations, grandmothers had to raise grandbabies and shit like that. You know what I mean? Wow. I don't know if I should go there like that. <laughs> 
might be offensive to a lot of people, but you know, a lot of people should really just really dig deep and study the history of religions. You know what I mean? I ain't talking about being spiritual. Being spiritual is one thing. Religions is something totally different. And people got to learn to differentiate the two. You know, study religion. True definition of a G is staying true to yourself. You know what I'm saying? It's not, it's not following what society say or, or what the streets say is the true definition of a G. You know what I'm saying? Everybody, it's being true to yourself to me. You know what I'm saying? If you're a man, you're going to be a man regardless. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to follow anybody's um, so-called protocols and all that. Being a G and the definition of being a G from the hood. You know what I'm saying? That's, that might be one definition. But being a G, say if you never even was, say if you wasn't raised in the hood. I believe a person could be a G. <clears throat> to me, Gandhi's a fucking G. Look at all the danger and shit he faced. Martin Luther King is a G. You know what I'm saying? He gave his last speech like... You could tell by his uh, rhetoric that he he knew he pretty much knew what he was facing, and and um and and not too long, in the future, in the near future, he knew he knew what he was up against. That was a that's a real G to me, facing that, you know, and still doing getting his message across, still doing what he got to do. You know what I mean? That's a G to me. Message to the youth is please wake up, baby. You know what I mean? <laughs> Wake up, you know what I mean? Um, unplug from the matrix, you know what I'm saying? Like, we need that, humanity need that. And if um, you're paying attention to what's going on in the world in general, you see we're in very dire need of that, you know what I'm saying? The whole of humanity is at risk if you don't wake up, you know what I'm saying? Y'all the future, the youth is always the future, you know what I'm saying? So we need y'all to be on point and just unplug from the matrix. Don't get caught up in all this social networks shit where it dominates your life and all that. You know what I'm saying? Use the use the internet as a tool to learn. You know what I'm saying? Because knowledge is power. And that's the best best message I can send to the youth right now. When you worked with Nas, do you guys actually like get together and really work on that record? Yeah, me and on Nas Fast Life Studio. And I mean, he Nas must have just idolized you. I mean, what was what was that like? Did he when you first met him? Did he tell you, you know, that he was a fan? Um, or was he on his cool? Was he, he already never, cool he rapper? Never said it like that, but I I knew it was like that. You know what I mean? Because you know when we connected. You know what I'm saying? We maintained the connection and everything. He was cool with me shopping his um his demos. I, I actually had him recording in my house to make demos on him so I could shop him. Wait, at the beginning? Before? Before. Before Fast Life? Before Live at the Barbecue. Or, or, Wait, what? or could have been right around the same exact time Hold as Live at the Barbecue. Hold up. Hold up. Rewind! <laughs> so how did or you- Large Pro? Well, Large Pro is the reason why I knew about Nas. Working on my second album with Lars Pro, um, he was telling me about young cat, young cat from Queensbridge, <laughs> like remind him of G Rap, Rock him. Kid is nice, you know what I mean. So while Large Pro was working with Nas, he basically sets you up with Nas. Yeah. Or y'all just started hanging out and you started checking him out. 
Yeah. He's probably what? It's like he's probably and then, like um, 17, 16, He's a kid. And then Serps came to my house one time when Nas was there. And Aha! Yeah, me, Nas, I think Akinelli might have been there. Mm-hmm. And, and that's how Serps became aware of Nas. Damn. From coming by your house. Mm-hmm. Did, did Large Pro say that? I don't remember. <coughs> We had, too many, we had an ill Large, Large Pro. Pro wasn't there, so he probably don't have no recollection. Oh, Large Pro wasn't there that day. Nah. <sighs> Crazy. So you're just hanging out in 1990-ish. Yeah. With, <laughs> in a house in Queens, Cool G Rap, Nas, Akinelli, and then Search comes by and is like, yo, this kid's crazy. Yep. How, how did you know you just knew Search from around the way? Um, oh, no, nah, I didn't know. Cool I knew Search then. just from the business. You know, like bumping into him somewhere, exchange numbers. He happened to call me out the blue one night, and Nas is sitting. You know, me and Nas is up up in uh, my condo in Queens chilling, and um, he like, yo, what you doing? You know what I'm saying? I'm like just here chilling, chilling with a bunch of homies, and he was like, yo, I'ma shoot through. You know what I mean? We had no prior close relationship or nothing like that. You know, Search was you no know, a fan. Did you know Nas was greatness back then? I know, yeah, yeah. I know. I knew he was special. It was obvious. Obvious to me. Just when when I shopped in the Def Jam and um Kevin Lyles and them told me he sounded too much like a G rap. I was like, Do y'all not hear the 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 um <laughs> what distinguishes this kid to be unique? Like I know he's you no know, similar, but this, he he has his own identity. Did you already think from the beginning? Did you have an awareness and think? No, 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 this guy can actually make more money than I can. This I would have never even thought about it like that. <clears throat> you know what I'm Cause saying? Because you were actually trying to do lyrics and do it the right way. Yeah, and, and, I, and I just got a love, I got an appreciation for true lyricism so much. It's just that if I feel I see something the world needs to hear, I just want to get it out there. You know what I'm saying? Like, so you weren't thinking I could get a big payday if this kid pops? Nah, Nah, and this is why I never monopolized off the game like that because that was never really my mind frame. Someone wrote me yesterday. I said questions for G Rap on Twitter, and said, so, "I just thought it was interesting. Maybe it's bullshit. I don't know, but it just was an interesting thought that someone put in my head." He wrote and said, "Ask him how he feels like about being the guy who got out of the way so other people who basically allowed other people to make bread. That like you were a guy who never really sought." the money or glory you just did your job added to the craft and kind of helped facilitate other people um is do you think that's an accurate description and if so are you happy with th- with that role um i wouldn't say like i'm happy like i, I glorify that you know what i'm saying but i understand what it is and, and um i accept it you know what i mean like meaning like uh if, if, if g rap's contribution was the game uh, to the game was to um, produce <laughs> some of the members of Wu-Tang, a Nas, a Pun, a Eminem, or whoever else. You know what I'm saying? There's, there's many others we could say all day and go through names, but <clears throat> if that was D-Rap's contribution to the game, I thought I, then I felt like I did something really amazing for hip-hop. Did you work with Pun when you guys did that um, Executioner's record? Me and Pun wasn't in the same studio. I think Pun was out of town, out of state, whatever, at the time, because he was on fire. You know what I mean? This Did you guys cool. get to meet at all? Oh, yeah, yeah. So you And he was a huge fan. Yeah. Was he was he more forward about it? Because I think he was pretty outspoken about being a huge G-Rap fan. 
I met Pun in um, one of Fat, uh, Fat Joe's clothing store in the Bronx, and, oh, and Pun got on his knee, kissed my ring, and all that. No, <clears throat> he kissed the ring. Yeah, true story. That just show you how how real of a dude Pun was, because Pun was a real goon. <laughs> you know, what I mean? a real goon, and he got down and kissed the ring. That's crazy. I mean, and that's crazy because I, Pun is probably my favorite MC of all time. And he got down and kissed your ring. I mean that. Did now? Did you realize even in that time? Ain't mad about <clears throat> that, right? What do you say? Not mad. No, about I think it's amazing. Because, <laughs> like I said, the same way you were like, uh, you know, you you looked up to so and so, pun. You know, it's like I consider you and pun to be different eras, and I can hear G rap in pun. But for the era that I grew up in, I kind of was coming to be an adult when pun was popping, and I mean, I just. A lot of people give me a hard time when I rank him number one. They don't think the body of work is big enough. And I just think his natural gift for rhyming was kind of like unlike anyone I've ever heard before. And to know that. Phenomenal. I mean, he was just. So to know that, you know, that he had that affection for your music, I mean, that must be really touching for you, you know, to know that this is a guy who many people consider the greatest and he considered you the greatest. I mean, that's. That happens to probably so many people. I wear that like a badge of honor. You know what I mean? You ever met M? Um, never met M. Was was G Rap one of the people Eminem mentioned in that speech? Did he mention you in that speech when he um when he won the Oscar for Eight Mile or one of those speeches and he shouted out a whole bunch of rappers? He shouted me in the Grammys. I, I I do remember that. Yeah, he uh it caught me. Off. I was watching the Grammys that year and it caught me off guard. Like, oh okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he's. I will say I think that's probably my favorite thing about. Who are you with when it, when that happened? Whoever you was with, did you tell him after that, go get you some fucking ice cream? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, shit, this nigga. Hey, yo, go get me a couple of ice cream or something, man. Go head it out of the fucking <laughs> store, man. It's fucking G-Rap. That's that a was an honor for me because I thought him was, um, I thought he was crazy nice. Yeah. Who, who, do you, who do you think's the, do you have anyone that you think is hands down the greatest MC of all time? It's hard to put somebody in the number one spot. Yeah, I can't do that. You know what I mean? But there are... Who are some that you know are also top ten? I mean, I'm assuming you have yourself top ten. Of course, Nas, Rakim, um, King, KRS-One. Um, the Magic, that's the Magic Five. Jay-Z. <clears throat> I don't care how many people feel like he went mainstream or whatever now, but... This dude was... No, he's still top 10. There's no... You still listen to him now and say the same thing? I appreciate what he does. You know uh, what I mean? think, I mean, yeah. He makes even, big... Even when he's not being super lyrical, I appreciate what he does as far as making a good record, a good yeah. song. You know what I mean? So you... That's, that's I think, six or seven. Um, big? No big? Yeah, there's no... You haven't mentioned Biggie? <clears throat> Biggie was one of the um, best rappers to me. <clears throat> But I never put him with with the the lyricist. Yeah, yeah, because he was a good rapper to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, but it's a difference. As, you say it's a difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know what you mean. But he was good though. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, busy big is one of my favorites. You know. Oh, what, uh, I mean? what about M? Do you have M in top ten or no? Absolutely. M's top ten. Yeah, because he's a lyrical beast. Uh, Pac. Pac was a good rapper to me. Once again, you know what I mean. Not top ten. 
I appreciate your honesty. I don't. I don't. I don't necessarily think that he's a title. I know. You, I know. He's talking about that. Those the lyrics. That's what. That's what we need to get from him. He's yeah. cool G rap. Yeah. He's the definition of lyricism. So it's fascinating to hear. Um, do you have pun up there? Absolutely. So pun's a top ten or all. So I think that gets us to like eight. Um, you said cool G rap, Big Daddy Kane, KRS One, Rakim, Nas, Nas, J, Pun, M. That's more. eight. We have eight. Is there anyone else that jumps out at you? Who's another person? Here's one that other people that like to like to rappers, rappers, people of black thought. He's a name that gets thrown on quite quite a bit. Black thought too. Black thought too. Give a lot of credit to Black Thought. Um, he's pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. But if I have to go with my favorites, uh, then the last the, the the two that would have to go in those last slots, which would be no argument to me in the hip hop community would have to be Ice Ice Cube and Scarface. Woo! Jumped out, jumped out, and had to snatch them up. Makes perfect sense. And not meaning they they come eight or, or um, nine or ten. No, no, just the list. last two. Yeah, yeah. This was a no order. Yeah, no yeah, order. Just included in that top ten. Ice Cube and Scarface. Scarface. Fantastic. True. That is, you just, not surprisingly, coming from Cool G Rap, that is a very thorough and complete top 10. Obviously, the headline that people would be shocked about would be no biggie. But, I mean, honestly, no matter what top 10 you do, someone gets cut out. Because the idea of having a top 10 without Cube or face. This nigga got himself in his own list. Of like, course he does. He's being realistic, <laughs> goddammit. He took a slot. He took his own slot. What's he gonna do? <laughs> say not count G rap? He sound like an idiot. Well, I didn't say it in order, but if it was in order, one is, you know, <laughs> this guy. <laughs> Let's be clear. <laughs> putting it down Friday night street party and as usual you know we like to bring something different now I see a little couple thing happening right here yeah yeah G-Rap my man we known each other forever we just talking no, about down, some baby. old things but exactly. what's going on here who's this young lady I know her too though but what's this going on here wife Ma Barker right here for those for those that don't know alright aka right. Sha Queen aka Kathy Bates <laughs> now now I know, I know a little bit of you know something about her but let's, let, let's talk about your album right now my life single out right now. You know, I've been playing that on, on the, as a bed at Hot 97, man. Like, I love that song, man. Appreciate it, baby. Incredible, man. How you feel, man? New album out on Raucous, new label. Feel good. Feel good. You know what I'm saying? Feel good to be back out in the public. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we running around again now. <laughs> you know, I, ain't do, I ain't do none of this stuff in years, so, you know. You know, a lot of people have looked at you as probably being one of the best lyricists in, in, in hip-hop music, man, for years. You know, how does that feel when you meet you know, some young cats out here that, you know, never got opportunity to see a G-Rap show or, you know, never had, you know, any influences or never got to get, get with you. How does that feel, man? It feel good, you know what I'm saying? It let me know I ain't do this for nothing. You know what I'm saying? I mean, even though I, I didn't um, retrieve the, the gold and platinum success yet, but um, just, the, just for the respect I get and the way people symbolize G-Rap for the game, you know what I'm saying? It's a beautiful thing and it, it felt good, you know? And now how did you hook up with this young lady right here? Beautiful young lady. Oh, Thank you. What a lucky man. <laughs> I heard about her through um, somebody, somebody I linked up with a, um, like a couple of years ago. He was telling me about um, a female that just spit ridiculous, you know what I'm saying? Her name was Sha Queen at the time. Mm -hmm. And I heard her on tape, I was like, yo, shorty is crazy. Then we finally <laughs> met one time, you know what I'm saying? And she played her stuff for me you know, for an album she was putting together. 
it was bananas. I mean, like, <laughs> the only other female I was comparing with might have been like Lauren Hill or something. Mm. And that's for real. As far as flow-wise and wordplay, that's the only person I was comparing with her. Mm -hmm. Well, besides, besides, you know, you you respecting this man as you know personally, you know professionally. How did that feel to be hearing this from G Rap? I know you know. How did you feel about that right there? Cause I had met him like a while ago back in um cold chilling through fly time. You know what I'm saying? We we kept just bumping heads. You know what I'm saying? He, I always looked up to him. That was like my favorite rapper coming up. I used to imitate him, try to talk like him, all that. I, mean, I had my little list, so I, you can't tell me I wasn't Miss Cool G Rapper back then. <laughs> and then it was, you know, writing the hardcore lyrics, so it was like an honor to be working with him. Then to step it up again. <laughs> now you know him, so y'all can fight in the house. Yeah. <laughs> hey, look, we're going to be back here. we get real personal. I like this right here. This is warm right here. Video Music Box, G Rap. Now, what's your new name now? Mar Barker. Mar Barker. No doubt. Right. You know karate, too. Yeah, no doubt. Give him a kick on the way. Give him a, give him a kick out of here. I'll be right back. <laughs> Simple and plain, we're from a small chimp in the game to gorilla cane, pimp in the game. Know how to tempt dames to tiss in the range. Hit the block, the pitch rocks, the strength of the name. Limp with the cane, lactose and lymph in the cane. Weave a pack close to expense from the flames. My aim is strictly about making that bread pop. Blocks red hot from feds and cops. Looking for rock bottles with red tops. Trading lead shots with dreadlocks. Infrared dots till a head drop. We flesh spots. Word on the curve is when it came to birds, we spread flocks. No telling when the bloodshed stop. Fly to the sled stop, cop the Latest every high flavor in the crocs and gators. Yeah. Somebody click riff pop the bravest out of town trips and rips I got for Mavis. Drop knots in Vegas. My plot for paper was crop pasta yeah. wafers. Wall of war with hands and goons, half naked dancing the tunes. Marble floor to the temp, glance the moon. Play the jacuzzi till your hands get broke. Rugs tight, bright as the white sands of Cancun. Skylights up in the ceilings for the plants to bloom. Here we crop grams and dunes, Cuban cigar brand the grand fumes. Prison the ram balloons, shut down shop from Jan to June. And still cop landing the booms. Women in tanning rooms, every last fingernail on the hand groom. Self-built dude, down to the make belt, skater belts and silk suit. If I can't stack a cap, can pilt loose. Working them cats to die on the street and spill juice. So where the dawn be? It's a calm breeze in the palm trees. Bomb G under the arm piece, living in harmony. Farm pharmacy, bulletproof armory. School of the hard knock honorary. Washing the jackpot like laundry. Dawn of the year, nominee, honestly.
Box, Uncle Ralph, Friday Night Street Party, and uh, G-Rap. Album in stores when? <laughs> February 2002, baby. Okay, all right. Cause I, I, definitely I, go out and cop that. G-Rap, the Giacana story. Now, are you on the new album? Oh, definitely. She's all over it. We did some really? hardcore yeah, songs together. On, so yeah, she's on like a good games. three, four songs on the album. Excellent. One's Five, called six. Diamonds. One's a click song called Planet of the Apes. One's another song. Um, another song called Cold Ones. I mean, she's on a few of them, yeah. so. You know, there's, there's a lot of tours going on out here and all kinds of stuff. You know, I, I hear, you know, like I heard Houdini performing somewhere, you know, recently, and, and, and Kane I talk to every once in a while. Right. Where can we see you, man, in concert, man? I mean, hopefully real soon. I mean, definitely soon. It's not even a hopeful thing. Yeah. You know, it's, a, it's something that's going to definitely happen. G-Rap will be doing something out here in New York. I mean, I just came from um, D.C., we did something out in Atlanta. We did something in Philly last night. So, you know, I got to do the hometown, baby. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saving the best for last, you know? Live and direct. It's Sway in the morning. Right here on Shade 45. Sway in the morning, Shade 45. Ladies and gentlemen, mm. a lot of us here tune in to Shade 45 because one of the greatest rappers alive is the face of this station. Right. Eminem, bar for bar, there aren't many um, that can match up with Eminem. Mm. There aren't many who are as who are truly dedicated to pushing rap and rap styles and complexity to the edge or forward like Eminem. And since the start of his career to now. He's been extremely consistent. But everybody is inspired by somebody. Right. When it comes to this game. It's not many of us who just fell on the planet and found their style, especially right. when it comes to rap. <laughs> no it's doubt. It's happen like that. No doubt. And when interviewing Eminem recently, and you'll hear this today at 12 noon, when I said, who are the top greatest of all time? One of the first names he said, this was like 24 hours ago. Right. Was the legendary Cool G Rap. Woo, salute. Yeah. And if you don't know who he is, Google him. Because we don't have enough time in the day to give you his stats. No doubt. But know that he's live in the studio with us right now. Give it up for Cool G Rap. One of the greatest of all time. And I often can't even have a real conversation with so-called rap enthusiasts about the greatest because when I mention songs like Men at Work or when I mention songs like Road to Riches or uh, Streets of New York, uh, when I mention these songs, they don't even want it dead, dead or alive. They don't they don't even know who he is. Come on, Sway. So we can't even have the conversation. Conversation ends. Because they're not equipped. Mm. They're not informed. Uh, but right now, you have one of the greatest of all time on Sirius XM, Shade 4-5, Cool G-Rap. What up, G-Rap? It's the deal, Sway. 
How you doing, man? Everything good, baby. Man, this feel like old times, man. King Tech mm-hmm. and I used to like make up a wish list of artists we want to have on our show. First okay. song we ever played was live at the barbecue on the Wake Up Show. Mm. Uh, with Nas, Akinelli, Large Professor, you know, yeah, yeah. classic. Yeah. yeah, classic. First song we ever played. Uh, and we always made a list of people we wanted to have on the show. Uh, and G-Rap was always at the top of that list. And, uh, and now you're here with Necro. What's up, Necro? How you doing, man? What's poppin'? Now, Chillin'. Ne- Necro's been around since... When did Cockroaches come out? That was... Cockroaches? I dropped that in 98. 98. On Fat Beats. Damn, Fat wow. Beats. Fat Beats. <laughs> fat Beats in itself is a treasure in our a trove of hip-hop memories. Fat yeah. Beats. Yeah. No diggity. Uh, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. My and, uh, whole career's been indie. Been never been on a major. My never whole, been never. on a major, right? Nope. G Rap, you were on a major. I was on a um, few majors. Yeah, uh, but Cold Chill and Warner Brothers was the first, right? Cold Chill and Warner. Yep. Cold yep. Chill and Warner Brothers. Uh, back mm-hmm. then it was different though, because people got big budgets for albums, right? Absolutely. Uh, you got tour support. Yeah, we got tour support. Uh huh. <clears throat> video mm. video budgets. Video budgets. You know. Mm. Marketing, the whole marketing campaign thing, and all that. All that, right? You know? Man, G Rap, let me start with you, man. First time you wrote a rap, when when was that? When you first wrote a rap, and what is what inspired you? What made you think you could rap? Just my passion for it. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, I just knew it was something I wanted to do since uh, since my first brush with it. Yeah, you uh-huh. know, the very I go I go to day one. You know, first time I I ever um <clears throat> was in the presence of hip hop. I was like maybe nine years old, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and um, and that's when I first seen the um, the DJ out in the park with the turntables and the MC. They was getting the um, power from the street lamps and all yeah. that. <clears throat> and as soon as I heard it, I just, it just was like a instamatic love for it. Wow, you know, hip hop is just that influential. Yeah, it's yeah. such a high energy type of uh, form of music. Yeah, you know what I mean. It just it just catches you right away. Now, how did you go from that kid to Marley Mall. I mean, how did you get with Cold Chili? It was a long, long travel down the road. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh-huh. um, from the time I was really, really trying to um get get in the game. Yeah, I was like maybe 14. That's what like that's like that's like the age when I first started really um start focusing on my craft of writing uh-huh. and, and started writing serious, you know, freestyle rhymes and things of that nature. I wasn't I wasn't too too um focused on song formats yeah. and things of that nature but just just spitting raw spitting mm-hmm. you know what i mean that was a that was my love so this, this is why i would later um generate songs like men at work uh-huh. and, and um i would have to chop my verse on symphony you know what i'm saying wow. because i was just so much focused on spitting uh-huh. that i that i uh that the symphony verse and men at work first verse was one long verse and I spit that on the symphony, and, and to the to the tape ran off the rail. Wow! And Molly's like, "Yo, I need Big Daddy Kane on this. <laughs> <laughs> Got to make room for Kane." Damn, I didn't know that. So, Men at Work and and, and Symphony was, was one, one, verse, one long verse. One long verse. Now, because I was not doing song formats. No, you didn't know how to do that, right? Nobody taught you that. I didn't okay. care to do it. Okay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I wasn't even focused on like, okay, how do you really construct a record? You yeah. know what I'm saying? I was uh-huh. just spitting. You know what I'm saying? It's a demo. My first single was just like a series of freestyle rhymes. Just, you know, like four of them, I think, was in that record. Wow. You know what I mean? It's a demo. It's a demo. With the funky drummer break right underneath it. The James Brown funky drummer break. Do we got that too? Um, 
Back, you know, I saw something on stage recently, a summer stage here this past summer in New York City. I saw uh, Rock Kim, and I saw Big Daddy Kane. Okay. Okay. Uh, two of the big four right there. Man. There it is, right? Two of the big four, <laughs> right? Uh, you being the third. Um, come out on stage, and back then, you know, it was always it was different from now when it was a rumor that dudes wanted to battle. Mm-hmm. You know, right. nobody ran from the battle. You know, but if it happened to happen, it happened. And mm-hmm. back then, people always uh, thought that Rakim and Big Daddy Kane was on the cusp of battle. When, right. you, when you guys did that uh, symphony record, even though you guys were part of the same team, everybody kind of like Pacquiao in his prime and Mayweather wanted to see you and Kane go at it. Right, right. Y'all knew that, right? Did y'all? We we knew it was a lot of um comparisons being made between me and Kane. Like me and Kane knew that. Yeah. And it was I think me and Kane even had talked about this before. We knew it was like a sol- a silent rivalry between me and him. Mm-hmm. But not you no, know, not on the terms of um nothing negative. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was like a healthy competition kind uh-huh. of thing. You know what I mean? Are you following the newer guys like the Kendrick Lamars or the Drakes or are you hearing these guys, the J. Coles, the Pusher T? J. Cole, J. Cole, I've been hearing a little more and more of them lately. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. It, it takes me a while. It takes a it takes a little while for um new artists to really click with me. Yeah, yeah. Because my ears is not as tuned in as they used to be. Yeah, yeah. You know, like you know, like radio. You and um tech was doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know the what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it was just like yeah. a bombardment of um you know hot underground mm-hmm. hip hop, mm-hmm. one after the other. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And um, <clears throat> I don't know. I just, it, I just, it just don't seem to be the same way it was back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like I got to filter a lot of things out. Yo, rap, man, when it comes to the rap game, G-Rap, G I don't even know how to put this to words, man. You you uh, you were ahead of your time, brother, number one. Like, I know, tell me you don't listen to you from back then and bug the fuck out. Like, I wrote that. You don't listen to that? You don't think that? I listen to it, but um, it don't really trip me out because this is – I did exactly what I wanted to do. Like yeah. I wanted to set my part of self from 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 the um you know the majority. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I had uh, I think I had some pretty serious um influences. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I had cats like Grandmaster Cass. Yeah. That influenced me a lot. Mm-hmm. Melly Mel. Mm-hmm. Kumo D and um my man Silver Fox. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? These these dudes was like serious masters of the of the craft to me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I know when I when I came out. I had to be either up to par with that or levels above. And I and I shot to be I tried my best to be levels above. Yeah, it is. You know what man. I'm saying? But you can't take nothing away from the greats. Nah, you can't take nothing away from the man, greats. Man, G Rap, I appreciate your humility and all that. But I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> at the time when you were out, I was down with KRS and Boogie Down Productions. So I listened to Ill Street Blues and Truly Yours and Talk Like Sex. And we used to be like, Chris, you got to get this nigga, man. He coming, he coming for Like, was it a time when you, because you said we, um, paying homage to the greats. Was there a time, you know, so much as Sway said, when you just sat back and looked and never felt like, I'm the king of New York. I'm on top of my game. It don't matter what everybody else. You had did a you, song called that. Just, well, the streets of New York. Streets but, of yeah, New York. You know, yeah, the streets of New York. Did, did, did you feel like that? Was there any pressure? You felt like this constantly hitting everybody with what they would call gangster music back then. Did you feel that? Well, you just named one cat that kept me on my toes where I couldn't 100% feel like that. You just named KRS-One. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So this is, 
you know, like we was talking about the big four, you know what I'm saying? That's, you know, <clears throat> in the modern, <laughs> as modest as I could be, I got to include myself in that big four. Mm-hmm. But the big four consists of myself, Big Daddy King, Rakim, KRS-One. Mm. You know what I'm saying? As far mm. as lyrical assassins, mm. in, in my opinion. You know, and I, and I think a lot of people would agree. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. so you never separated yourself. You just always stayed watching, you know. I just, couldn't. That, that was too serious was too of much. competition. <laughs> like, you know, like, look at the names. Our name is like, yeah. you know what I mean? I couldn't just feel like, y'all, I'm on, I'm on top of the whole game. You know what I'm saying? It was like constant work. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because... If I came out with something, then 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 Raw came out, and then Rafa King came out, and Lyrics yeah. of Fury came out. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Oh, My philosophy yeah. came out. Like, oh, you man. know what I mean? How could I get comfortable? Yeah, yeah, yeah I got you. So I always had to keep pushing. You're listening to Sway in the morning on Shea 45. Okay, everybody, well, it's time for the outro. Thank you guys for listening. Um, I really tried my best to compile these uh, interviews in a good manner so everything is digestible. I appreciate any feedback I can get. As always, like, sorry, excuse me, like, subscribe, download the podcast, listen, look at it on YouTube. Let's drive these numbers up. Uh, I want to say shout out to the legendary Cool G Rap. It's an honor to do this podcast. And hopefully next year we can get around to getting them on the show. We're making big moves, people. We're going to stay active. Um, I just want to say thank you guys for listening. It really means the world to me. Uh, I've just been doing my best trying to build this up. So, you know, in the end, uh, it's this whole podcast is really about building a family, building something great. And uh, this legend segment, I'm just happy to dedicate it to such an OG and for the listeners to respond and be happy. That's all I really want. But um, anyway, I'm going to let you guys have your day. Thank you for listening to Chase Talks Hip Hop. I am Chase Hill. I apologize um, if this week has been slower. I've been really under the weather, uh, just really bad. I'm actually going to, I'm thinking about getting a COVID test at some point. But yeah, I haven't really felt well. But um, anyway, guys, thank you for listening. I appreciate it. Have an excellent day.